We are so curious about why we are the way we are. Are you? We ask the questions that we all wonder about. What makes us tick? What makes us stuck? What gets in our way? And the biggest question of all is how this is connected to our weight and our health. In the process, we are learning that we are not alone. We make a call to action every week to explore possible solutions, and we ask that you make one also. Join me, Leah, wellness coach. And me, Kamna, health coach. As we ask, wait, wait, what? what? Hi, Leah. Hi, Kamna. I am so excited today because our guest today is one of my teachers from my program from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Uh, Angela Sidness is an integrative nutrition health coach and a chef. So a welcome. chef, a <laughs> chef. That's Lisa. so like, I don't know. You're like up there to me, like a chef. Oh, I love really? it. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I haven't totally embraced the chef title because I'm not formally trained. I didn't go to culinary school, um, but I started teaching cooking classes after graduating from Institute for Integrative Nutrition. A long time ago, I was trying to help people. Well, it evolved into that. I wanted people okay. to eat more whole foods. And then um, recently I worked at a, a wellness center and trained one-on-one with a chef there who taught chefs how to be chefs and they called me a chef there and I'm going with go it. with it yeah go with it yeah, I right? follow yeah. you on Instagram and you do a lot of cooking it looks like for retreats first of all your Instagram handle is wildcrafted way correct yep so tell tell me a little bit about the retreats and what you're cooking and what you're doing there yeah, I started, well, I started doing retreats like a long, long time ago, um, primarily just teaching workshops and things like that. But most recently, I've been a guest chef at The Point Retreats, and it's uh, amazing. Everyone check them out, thepointretreats.com. And uh, I've been a guest chef there, and I've been um coming up with the menu and the cooking all the food with the team of course uh for retreats and we primarily focus on clean eating like I think we're going to talk about today mm-hmm. uh, it's you know gluten-free um you know low you know no it's all natural whole foods um minimally processed um just really good lots of delicious food. So that's really fun. Um, and then also I get the opportunity to teach some culinary classes as well. And most of those uh, culinary classes at the retreat uh, are eligible for continuing medical education credits. Uh, okay. So yeah, so that's been a really fun thing to do too. Wow. What You're busy. The... Yeah. yeah. You are busy then. It just sounds like it. But. Oh, okay. <laughs> what is the, in your courses, what is the biggest question that you get or the most common question? In like a cooking class? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I feel like the, the thing that most people struggle with is like basic knife skills, but also like, um, like how to store vegetables. 
Like, you know, we've all had those good intentions where we bought the bag of spring mix or the cilantro and it, you know, goes bad. I feel like most people, like they get so much value out of like how to store produce. We we could do a whole episode on how to store produce. We could. I've been meaning to make that real on Instagram. Just haven't done it yet. (laughs) Please do. We want to Well. All right. So let me just ask, I know we don't want to get into it fully, but how do you store, how do you personally store your like head of like lettuce, romaine? um, Yeah. Well, for for romaine, I would for sure use aluminum foil. So that's probably, yeah. Uh, Like you cut it up, wash it up. No, I don't cut it. I just, I don't even really wash it right away. Like I'll use, I would buy like the three pack, you know? Yeah. Uh, And then I would, um, separate it out get it out of that plastic and then uh just wrap it in loosely in romaine uh, or in aluminum I don't know why I don't know what the science is but celery same thing um so that I would do like that and I mean I don't even want to tell you how long I've been able to keep celery (laughs) when I do it that way but it lasts forever but like um if you know if it's kale or a swiss chard or you know something like that or like parsley or cilantro i would store it like a cut flower like cut the fresh cut on the bottom put it in a vase maybe like loosely cover it um you know with like a produce bag or something on the top yeah that's how i would store it both of our mouths are hanging open like <laughs> I know. so much I'm information like, what? <laughs> really okay i have another question do you put your onions in your refrigerator Good question. No, not and not unless um, I've cut it. Then I will, you know, peel it and wrap it like in plastic wrap or you know any kind of thing like that. But no, I store the onions at room temperature in a cool, dark place. Same with your potatoes, then. Yeah, but you want to keep the potatoes and onions separate because the onions encourage the potatoes to sprout. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Because you see the bins are like onions and potatoes and you're like. They're right next to each other all the time. Oh, but it's not a good combo. Yeah. Well, I've been storing my onions wrong for my whole life. So now I'm learning check foil. It's going to be on my. Yeah. With onions, I will only put them in the fridge if it's like cut. Like if you only use half an onion, I would like clean it up, you know, get all the skin off cut off the roots and then maybe wrap it in like a tight something. And then um, if you use plastic wrap, you can use that. That's what we use in the kitchen. I think that's like the standard practice, but um, at oh home gosh. I have like those like reusable, I don't know. Things. Yeah. Can, those like, yeah. yeah, I use that. Excuse me. Oh my God. Or right. I, I could keep going, but I won't go ahead. Seriously. I know because we have a whole bunch of questions to ask you. So Go ahead. Come Once on. I was writing you uh, the email with some of the questions we were going to ask. I'm like, I have a million more. I could just <laughs> ask you all day long. Um, the first, the where I want to start with this though is, you talked about eating whole foods and clean eating. How do we? What does that mean exactly? Yeah, that's, um, and I think for different people that means different things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when I taught about whole foods and clean eating, I uh, really focused on like a standard elimination diet, like the, um, you know, trying to reduce, uh, processed foods, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, highly processed. So basically what, what it is, is eating whole minimally processed 
foods that are nutrient dense. So um, getting away from processed foods and sugar and seed oils. And, um, you know, for some people, clean eating would be meat free. And for other people, it would be like good lean, you know, either wild or um, ethically raised um, meat. Um, And so also with the approach of like the five major allergens, like gluten, dairy, corn, soy, what's the other one? What am I missing? Eggs. Yeah. Eggs. Yeah. That's always probably the toughest one for people, but kind of introducing that. And then of course there's different levels of an elimination diet, like an autoimmune or like the whole 30 where they even take grains off of that. Um, so I kind of introduce all, or, you know, keto, like all kind of like these different styles of elimination diets. But with mine, I primarily, and the recipes focused on, um, just those five major allergens. And, and re- I learned that, it's better to, with language, to approach it with adding in some more of the whole nutrient dense foods and like, you know, here's this idea of an elimination diet, um, but let's not focus on all this stuff that I'm telling you to reduce or eliminate. Let's just focus on adding in like more of these nutrient dense, like fruits and veggies, whole grains. Um, and if you are going to have animal protein or products looking for the like you know, cleanest source, like organic, um, pasture raised, like that kind of wild. Mm-hmm. Okay. So two questions off the bat. One, you said something about staying away from seed oil. Yeah. Like canola, what is this? Oh. Um, okay. Sunflower. Yeah. Okay. Is that because it's higher in fat or what, what is the reasoning for that one? They're just really inflammatory oh. oil. Yeah. And it has to do with the processing and I don't know all the science or I can't really mm-hmm. tell you why, <laughs> but okay, yeah, yeah, they're just really inflammatory seeds. So, um, I would recommend primarily, uh, you know, olive oil, um, during that, like we would eliminate butter, but I think, you know, butter even is probably a better source than, you know, canola oil. Okay. So, Okay. I, now I want to circle back to that, but what, let me okay. do my other question. <laughs> oh my God. So here's my other question. You said you, when you start talking to somebody about eating their whole, like whole foods and eating, cleaning up their food a little bit, you focus on what you can eat. Right. Yeah. So you're no, not I, saying to somebody, yeah. listen, don't eat this, don't eat this, don't eat this. You're saying, let's eat this, 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 and this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I learned that the hard way. Honestly, because when I, I learned I developed this um, from my own experience doing an elimination diet and I was just like, wow, I can't believe how effective this was because I learned about it in school and I was like, I would not, I never fully, you know, went for it. I'd try like this and, you know, but I had this health situation come up and I was like, well, I'm just going to try it. So after I tried that, I was like, everyone needs to do an elimination diet. So when I first started teaching, I'm like, quit all your stuff. And I triggered people so bad that I had one lady after the first time I taught this class, she's like, I went to, you know, the gas station and bought donuts. And, you know, I was like, Oh, I'm doing this all wrong. So I started, um, focusing instead. I was like, I'm going to introduce you this concept of an elimination diet. 
Um, it's, I think, a very good therapeutic way to find out what foods are causing maybe potential inflammation and then, you know, adding them back in and they, it may or may not be causing you trouble, but you can then like get that information. But I want to, I want to introduce this to you. You might want to jump in and try it right now, or you might want to get all the information and try it later when you're ready. But what I would like to focus on is like, starting to add in more whole foods, nutrient dense foods, you know, um, and that just, it seemed like, uh, people took bigger steps when I, I was like, you don't have to do it. You don't have to do the elimination. I'm just going to teach you about it, but here's all these great recipes. Here's the foods that you can add in. Here are the ways to do it and that you can incorporate it in, in an easy way into your, into your life. So it was, I had to learn that the hard way. Cause I definitely was like, everybody do this. It's, and that was wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, people, I think people want to see, well, if I can't do that, but what is it that I can do? So mm-hmm. focusing on a more positive, proactive approach. Yeah. It's, oh. it's scary to be like, eliminate everything that you, yeah, you know, especially if you don't have the skills or you have no idea how to make quinoa Mm -hmm. or cook kale or something like that you know it's um yeah Mm -hmm. what is your opinion on buying organic oh yeah no I do have an opinion because I did work in agriculture and my background's in herbalism and I know Mm -hmm. organic and there's all these loopholes and they still spray stuff and all of that but I do feel like it is like better for the environment is better for the workers because when I worked um you know, I worked at a garden, well, a, a large wholesale nursery and we grew strawberries, but when they sprayed the strawberries, you couldn't, a person couldn't be in that vicinity for like 72 hours, how toxic this, the chemicals were, you know? So we're exposed to that. Like the farm workers are exposed to those chemicals. They had, someone had to spray those. Um, so I feel yeah, I, well, I, I definitely try to stick to the dirty dozen and the clean 15 from the environmental working group. Wait, let me write that down. Dirty yeah. dozen. Yeah. Okay. And, and the what? Clean 15. Yeah. Every year they study, like they do tests on all, it's from the environmental working group. Okay. EWG.org. But every year they do like a test, all the um, produce that has the most and least chemicals. So if people are going to start, I, you know, avocados and onions, I think are on the clean 15 usually every year. So don't worry about buying organic for that, but like apples and peaches and strawberries and greens and things like that. Those are usually um, in the dirty dozen. Mm. Yeah. So you recommend starting there, not just like going to the store and getting all every single thing. And like, it's just like a slow process more than anything. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's realistic for everybody to buy organic and like some things just aren't available organic. Um, You know, I'm also a gardener, so I love to grow as much as I can or even support like local growers. Cause, uh, and there is a lot of hurdles and everything like that to be like certified organic. So it's mm-hmm. not necessarily feasible for a local farmer who may have like really great sustainable farming practices to be certified organic. So local first organic second, um, oh. you know, clean 15, dirty dozen, I would say. Wow. Oh. 
I know. I'm, my pen is going so fast. Anyway, go on, Kamina. What was just keep going? So if a person is starting out wanting to eat more nutrient-dense foods, is there, I guess the, the where I would start is if I'm a person who's wanting to start this journey, I would have a lot of confusion. How yeah. do I start? Where, what do I learn? What do I go for information? Or how do I know what to buy and what not to buy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's really confusing. I think that's why my class always sold out. <laughs> because yeah. Like so many people were just like, I don't even know what to do. And there's so much conflicting information with the diet culture and the diet, mm-hmm. you know, diet and that diet and everything like that. I think you know, your podcast or other trusting resources, but, um, a health coach is a great place to start. Um, you know, some, uh, wellness coach, um, class, there's so many people teaching classes on this right now. So I think you could maybe find that even on, well, I was going to say like on social media, but some of that too is conflicting, right? I, right. I follow the raw vegan and, and the carnivore people, you know, so like they are like totally opposed, but, um, I, that's a good question. I think it might depend on, um, what your resources are and what's available Mm -hmm. to you, but, um, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it may be that like, if you can buy local, that's available to you, but maybe if you go to a store, that's that has some local produce that may be better than going directly to a farm. Yeah. I think there, yeah, there are options, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, it also would, I would say, I would, I would think would have to also factor in your budget. Exactly. Right. Like if you have a, a Trader Joe's or a Whole Foods by you, but you can't afford that place and you're affording all these, then you have to kind of go with what you can get for your budget. Well, right? I love uh, Aldi. They have great organic produce. They do. Yeah, no, I prefer Aldi to Trader Joe's, but I think like they have more of a turnover. So their stuff is always fresh. Yes. Like it's fresh. Like it's not old. It hasn't been sitting out. Like some of my like local grocery stores, like they must not sell a lot of organic because you can tell it's like, it's not as good. It's like old, but like Aldi, like they turn over their, their produce. Like, so it's fresher. Mm, That's good to know too. That is good to know. Yeah. Well, that's it me. Seems, yeah. Yeah. It seems well, like this is so straightforward, but really it's just a matter of getting the information and figuring out like, yeah, I know I should eat clean, but what does that mean exactly? And then how much of my food, like maybe I don't have time to cook and maybe I don't, um, as somebody we know, don't like to cook. I don't like it. So, I'm going to, I'm going to be the someone I'm going to be the someone I hate it. I hate cooking. I do. Yeah. What is it I about do it. that you hate? I, um, probably the time it takes, probably yeah. the prep, probably the amount of money it costs. And last but not least, I have to please four people. Yeah. That's super hard. Yeah. I hear those are that would be, cause I always ask people like, you know, what stops you from doing it in time? Um, a lot of people feel like they are wasting time, like they should be doing, you know, something else. Like I have, cause we all have that running to-do list. Like I, mm-hmm. I have this and, and then there's like the mess and you got to clean it up. And what about if it doesn't taste good and all yeah. of that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love to cook and I make a huge mess <laughs> and <laughs> 
I kind of like to look at it as sort of like a form of meditation, but I also like to multitask. Like it's a great time to listen to podcasts or yeah. an audio book or, you know, something like that. But mm-hmm. um, if you don't like to cook, there are, I would just keep it as simple as possible. So you're not making a big mess, like one pot things, or, you know, there's, um, the, you know, chop once cook, you know, like if you're chopping onions, don't just chop half, half the onion, cut the rest of it. And then you have it ready, you know, for the week for the next. Yeah. For the Mm -hmm. next thing or like how, you know, I found like, if you like, even with produce, like just bringing it home and like washing it and storing it properly, or maybe even like pre-chopping things. So then it's just like ready to go. So maybe make the mess like once doing all the prep, like in advance. So then it's just like easier, but Mm -hmm. I love leftovers, you know, so I definitely plan for leftovers, um, or eat a or just real simple things. One thing I've been, you know, it's just like, just eating like pickled vegetables, (laughs) you know, just, Mm -hmm. You know, not, not anything too complicated. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that's helpful. If a person has like five to 10 go-to thing, meals that they make, how important it is, is it to have variety within that rotation? Yeah, that's, that's really interesting because um, I had done some inflammatory tests where like a like a blood test where it like measured like um a whole tons like hundreds of different like foods and herbs and um and how like your cells reacted and I literally was putting like celery and cucumber in my smoothie every single day and that came back as like highly reactive for me and they were like you know sometimes especially if you eat a food like all the time, like you start to build up an intolerance to it or something. Um, So they were suggesting like on that, um, that, you know, I eliminate those foods for so much time or like to rotate like certain foods that did cause um, a little bit of a reaction, like only eat those once a week or like kind of rotate them out and have more variety. So I don't know. I think I think there might be something to that, but I'm not an expert on that. I think that's interesting. And I'm going to just real quick, like my mom recently, like two weeks ago, realized that she started developing an uh, intolerance to almonds. Yeah. Like, how, yeah. How do I get this now? Well, in the meantime, she's been eating almond this, almond this, almond, like 500 different almond things. Like, and then, and now that you said that, it makes sense. Like, it's not that you're necessarily allergic, but maybe your body is just like building that up and it's okay to have every once in a while. Yeah. That's like what they said. Like once you do the elimination of these like inflammatory things, um, mm-hmm. then like introducing them back and just kind of like paying attention to how you feel. Yeah, but not eating them like every day of your not life. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So, so I do have also saying- heard- I yeah, think so. about like, um, even with like greens, um, a lot of people that are, you know, the carnivore people that say don't eat greens because of the oxalates or whatever. Um, but when, like in nature, like you would eat a variety of, of different greens, right? Because you are, um, I don't know, like the deer is eating mm-hmm. all the different kinds of greens, not eating just like the same thing, like every single day. Um, so I think there is, 
something and in gut health, like having, you know, more variety seems they, they're not sure, you know, what's first you have better gut health, you eat more variety or you eat more variety, you have better gut health. So there is something to the variety probably. I think so. I mean, I do like simplicity and like eating the same thing every day because it makes it super helpful. Maybe just like rotating it out. Like if you, you know, have spinach in your smoothie every day this week, next week you do romaine or something Mm -hmm. something different or just to kind of switch it up. So you're not doing the same thing every day. That's interesting. That's Mm -hmm. a really good idea though, because, you know, we kind of get into these ruts and say, just mix up one thing maybe. Yeah. Right. It doesn't have Hmm. to be overly complicated. Well, I've also heard people say like something will be bothering somebody and you'll say, well, maybe, maybe you are allergic or intolerant to, let me just say spinach. And they're like, well, I've always eaten spinach my whole life. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, well, now you're making like, this is like, it was an aha moment. Like, well, maybe all of a sudden your body is like intolerant to it because you've been having it for so darn long. It's like, please don't give me any more of it. I don't, I can't have it anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. And well, and like spinach, for example, you know, a lot of people, um, well, that's super high in oxalate so that if anyone eats a lot of spinach, they should switch it up because, uh, they're, you know, some, what is it? Gallstones and stuff like that yeah. can develop kidney stones. Yeah. yeah kid, kidney stones. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Hmm. Oxalates. I have to look that word up now. Kidney stones are very painful. So avoid so it. You've had it. You've had it. What is that? Quite painful. Terrible. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I I have a a question about. I mean, we could really go on, but if you're looking at now, people are trying to focus on macronutrients. Mm -hmm. Um, if as a as a chef, as a food person, what are some good sources of protein and fats that you recommend? Carbs. We we kind of can figure out, but the protein and fats, where do you go? Uh, yeah. So I think that just kind of depends on my audience. Like whenever I do an event, I do actually, I do a form, like a survey, because I want to know what everybody's, well, first of all, their eating style, because I'll have, you know, a keto eating style and a vegan eating style. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, how do I accommodate, you know? the the paleo person and the you know the vegan person so I am always looking at different types of protein mm-hmm. but um, I usually do lean meats um you know the chicken and fish or you know we do red meat we do steak um but I do try to source uh local if possible um and then we uh at the retreats it's interesting combination but we do get a lot of like meat eaters, a lot of, um, you know, fitness people. And so that's all about like protein, protein, protein. (laughs) Um, but then with like a vegetarian protein, I'd typically steer away from, you know, tofu or anything like that. And I mean, I like tofu every once in a while. I think it's great if you make it right, but I'll do more like beans or grain or, um, whole grains, like quinoa has some protein in it or, um, you know, even greens, uh, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like if like for a chef, like, so I wouldn't have like a protein powder or something like that. They have that available if that's what somebody wanted, but, um, I've focused on more, uh, 
whole sources of protein. Okay. So I have to make a pasta salad for our retreat that we're having. What kind yeah. of pasta would you recommend using? A pasta salad? Um, I don't know. I would want to. Are you like, don't make a pasta salad? I never Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh pasta salad um no I well I would want something that would hold up right because you're going to be putting veggies and sauce and um like so if you have one that you use I would definitely go for gluten-free because we do everything gluten-free and I've used some really good rice pastas that have held up in the past um I'd maybe experiment with it before okay because I've used some really bad gluten-free pastas and they just, you know, do not, but I've had some good luck with some, some rice ones, but I don't, I don't typically, I love a good pasta salad, but I don't typically make pasta salad. Okay. I meant to make one all summer for my family because they do love pasta salad. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Is there a reason why? Just because it's not I don't know. Like, is there a reason? Most people are like gluten-free, carb conscious, you know, like low carb. I feel like a lot of low carb. Yeah. Okay. That would make sense. Yeah. What about um, the healthy fats? What would you recommend? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, that's fine. Uh, Well, I love um, uh, olive oil and coconut oil and butter like a good um organic butter and ghee um but avocado is great for a healthy fat um I always have lots of avocados available uh, Mm -hmm. at retreats um people just grab them and eat them Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm missing something but yeah okay so go back to the olive oil because this question is the second time I remembered to ask you this tell me about the quality does it really matter Cause you go down the olive oil aisle and there's like cold pressed, there's extra virgin, there's extra, extra virgin, there's cooking olive oil, there's baking olive, like dumb it down for me, please. I go to Costco. Okay. <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah. yeah. And I buy the organic. Um, okay. Well, just like recently a big thing, like they were adulterating the olive oils, right. With like lower seed quality oil, like, um, there was a whole bunch of olive oils. They were kind of like not doing like pure olive oil, but I heard the Costco was like, they checked out good, but, um, I usually just buy like olive oil from Costco, but I do, I do tend to buy like the organic, at least extra virgin. Okay. Yeah. Even for cooking? Yeah, I don't use it. I, well, so interesting. Cause I was reading a thing about Weston price. Um, if you're familiar with the Weston price foundation, Mm-hmm. Um, they're more like on traditional foods. Um, and they're like moving, I was using avocado oil, mm-hmm. but they're kind of moving away from that. Cause that's like non-traditional, but I primarily, I want to look more into that, but I was primarily using avocado oil for high heat things, but no, I don't typically use, um, uh, olive oil for high heat things. I was I was using coconut oil, but that really has a really strong taste and then kind of moved into avocado oil, but that um, might have some issues too. I'm not sure yet. So, okay. 
if if a person wants to stay on top of things and we come back full circle and everything is so confusing right is one day coffee bad for you oil and then they're like they don't (laughs) yeah yeah one day coffee is good for you the next day coffee is bad for you one day eggs are good for you the next day eggs are bad for you how would you tell any of your clients how they should live their life that makes sense for them with this overload of information that we keep getting. Yeah. I wouldn't be too bogged down in, you know, like good and bad and like all of that. Cause the, the, it's constantly changing. I think the key is, you know, I don't know. That's a tough question to answer because it's kind of tough, but I think just doing the best you can really and, and taking one step at a time, because mm-hmm. I know most people are just like super overwhelmed and barely getting by. And um, like, it doesn't have to be perfect. If you can just like do the best you can and, you know, take steps in the direction that you want to go. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's good. That's actually know. kind of what, what I was hoping you would say. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> because to me, if if you go to look on social media, just take that one avenue, for example, and you follow a hundred different people or even 10. Yeah. And each person is saying something different. And you're like, well, this part of this makes sense to me. And part of this doesn't make sense to me. And so to just simplify it and say, just do the best you can with resources that you mm-hmm. have with what your time looks like. That actually, I'm happy to hear that answer because oh, yeah. it makes more sense to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like so many people are just overwhelmed and barely making it on the day to day. So I think if you can just do the best you can and, you know, move towards like what you, you're hoping for, like that's, that's, and not every day is going to be perfect. No one has yeah. a perfect day, but if we can just do the best we can with the resources we have because that can be super confusing things can be really expensive I ran into that in my class all the time people were afraid of trying new things because some of the like if you look at you know quinoa I don't know if it's still really but that was kind of pricey compared to you know minute rice or something like that Mm -hmm. they're like do I want to buy this and what about if it's bad and I don't like it so I found like bringing the, that kind of stuff to people and letting them try it or like hands-on get the experience with how to do it, then they were more likely to continue or like, oh, that was good. I tried it. Now I will incorporate that into my life. Wow. I think that makes sense. Honestly, I, Mm -hmm. I, I like the idea of actually introducing it to people, but I think People are just resistant because of the cost or the lack of knowledge of how to prepare something or it, and it just becomes really overwhelming. So you just go back to what you know already, which is maybe the mm-hmm. minute race or canned stuff or how do you think long-term it affects people not to eat clean or whole foods? Yeah, I'm, I get to hear like, you know, thousands of stories all the time, you know, in coaching circles. And I just can see like the impact of people changing their diet, like how people that the medical system has like, well, you're screwed for life (laughs) or whatever. And they're like, well, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to try this clean eating thing and eliminate, you know, processed foods and sugar and 
eat vegetables and it completely transforms their life. Like they have, they, they'll become in remission. If they have autoimmune, they'll like heal themselves. So I feel like it's extremely powerful and, um, it's just really, I know it's beneficial and not to like make people feel like do it now or you're going to suffer. But I feel like, uh, just the experiences that I've seen is like how powerful, like cleaning up our diet can be. And even for me, um, you know, when I fall off track, I feel it everywhere. I'm getting older. I feel it everywhere in my body. You know, it's like, Oh, inflammation, here we go. Um, but I think over time it accumulates and it, um, there's disease and, um, it results in, you know, either chronic inflammation or, you know, a long-term health problem. So I do think it is important. I just don't think there's as much support, like in the actual, like structural system or like in society, (laughs) like with Mm -hmm. like the USDA and the agriculture industry and just the school systems, like there isn't really an emphasis on like getting back to basics, like, you know, it's too expensive sometimes. Yeah. And we're subsidizing the, you know, like corn and soybeans, we're not subsidizing small farmers, you know, so we're subsidizing like the processed foods. And so that becomes low cost, you know, compared to like the more, um, a local farmer is going to have more energy input into their, uh, their produce because, it's more labor intensive and, uh, but over time, I think it's cumulative effects. Mm-hmm. So I heard you say that you fall off the wagon. Does that mean sometimes you'll order a pizza? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. Or yeah. Or have cupcakes for birthdays. Like I, cause I feel like sometimes though, I, I mean, we feel like whoever we're following or whatever we're listening to, those people eat perfect a hundred percent of the time. And it's overwhelming to look at somebody and go, God, like that doesn't even like, don't you just get a pizza sometimes, you know, but I like that you say it's happened. You fall off, you know, more times than I'd like to admit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Yeah. That makes me feel normal then. Yeah, we have enjoyed this conversation so much. And clearly, we could ask you a lot more questions. So hopefully you'll come back and do another mm-hmm. episode with this us. Fun. Yeah, uh, I and- think we should do a Q&A. We'll have people submit questions, yes. especially on how to keep their produce. We didn't even get into fruit. We didn't like, like if you cut a watermelon, how do you keep it fresh? <laughs> how do you keep it? Like the bottom of the dish always gets watery and gross and like then I can't eat the whole bottom layer I think then that layer goes into the freezer and that gets put into like smoothies or popsicles I make for the kids oh okay so you have recipes posted on your um where people can follow you I don't think I have too many recipes but I do have a few yeah okay yeah I should add more I uh I'm working on it all right. Good. <laughs> Thank you so, so much, Angela. This Thank you so much. It was just great to meet so you. So informative. So. Oh, this was fun. I appreciate being asked. We'll Thank definitely you. have you back. Good. Yes. I would love All to. Right. All right. Thank you.
Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Or you can share the podcast with your friends and tag us. On Insta, you can find us at Health Coach Kamna and WW Chick Leah. Or on Facebook, you can find us at Leah's WW and Health Coach Kamna.